0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Hello, and welcome to a uh, late summer edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Joined, as always, by Sheldon Williams, the landlord. Sheldon, how's your summer been so far?
0: It's been it's been good. It's been good. Uh, can't complain about uh, the summer too much. Uh, honestly, I've uh, been kind of back and forth uh, from here in the West Coast. Uh, my daughter went out and played her first uh, basketball tournament. So that was pretty good to kind of watch that going. And also just kind of being around, you know, that, you know, the atmosphere. Because I had to tell my mom and my dad, like, I appreciate what y'all did for me and my younger brother because this right here is all that he's <laughs> been yeah. on the other side. It's one thing to go to one game, but then you have games all day. It's, it's a little bit different, but I'm glad that she actually get into uh basketball a bit more. You know, she's been doing volleyball, but it's been, it's been cool to kind of see that. So now I'm on the other end of this and I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, Mom, <laughs> dad, I, I appreciate the patience and the, you know, uh, everything you put into, uh, you know, me and my younger brother. So yeah, it's a little bit different.
1: (laughs) That's right, man. You you have a much new appreciation for sure when you're, when you're on the parent end of it, (laughs) like sitting all day in the gyms and everything and all that kind of stuff. So good for you, man. That's good (laughs) family time. That's awesome. So yeah. Um, my, my family news is my daughter graduated from law school in May. All right. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. I was up in, she went to school up in Boston. So I was up there the week that the Celtics and Sixers played game seven. Okay. Um, and when Tatum went off for 51 points, right? So
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was there for Light that. game for him. Like Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. He <laughs> <laughs> got it done. And then uh I didn't go to the game. I didn't I didn't have a ticket, but uh but I was in town, so it was a pretty exciting time to be in Boston. So that Okay. Was, that was pretty cool for the Duke for the Duke folks there. Um right. so yeah, so um you know, we're going to catch up a little bit here. Just a quick uh, a quick check up here on you know, what's been going on with with John Shire's team. Um we know that uh you know, uh uh J- they have four starters back from last year, right? Roach, right, right. Uh, Mitchell, Philipowski, and Proctor. So they got a starting backcourt coming back for sure, and two guys up front. Um, you know the four freshmen coming in: uh, uh, Mc- Jared McCain, Caleb Foster, uh, TJ Power, uh, TJ Power, Sean Stewart. Sean Stewart right, Stewart, so, yeah. two guards, two forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they you know it, explored adding a big man to the transfer portal. Um, didn't find a, a match. Uh, either from what the kid was looking for, what they were looking for. And I think one thing is that they were, you know, Philipowski is going to be a big part of this offense in the in the middle. I mean, that's, that's the way it's going to be. And so some of the right. big men wanted to come in, maybe have a larger role kind of promised to them or laid out to them. And that really wasn't the case, right? I mean, uh, with what Duke has going on. And um, I know that they're expecting a lot out of Flip. Flip could have been a first-round pick. He chose to come back. He's going to be a big part of what they're doing next year, so I think that's kind of what was going on there with the big man uh, in front. So that's going to probably lead Filipovsky to play a lot of the five on defense. He'll there'll be some five out on offense. He'll be, you know, away from the basket like he was uh, doing some things he, like he did last year. But defensively, he's going to have to play like more kind of a rim protector, like the way Derek Lively did last year. So I'm just curious for what your thoughts are on on, on how that may look for him next year
0: right right um yeah uh i'll i'll get my thoughts uh let's go ahead and uh, do the ad and then uh go into it
1: good idea yes thank you for the reminder you're always a (laughs) shrewd businessman there sheldon we have to remind everybody we we really appreciate the support bet online has been on the believe in duke podcast from the very beginning bet online remains your number one source for all your betting needs get the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf and more bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to Place your wagers, including live betting, and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, Sheldon, let's talk about Kalev Filipowski and uh, what his role might be on defense next year.
0: Yeah, so... It was kind of shocking uh, to kind of see that the guys that we kind of potentially had interest in uh, that came in to Duke and kind of walked around and kind of see these things. And you, you're not naive to college basketball. If you're playing college basketball, you know how, you know, Duke is playing and, you know, having flipped back, you know, he's going to be preseason, All-American preseason, you know, uh, player of the year, You know, all this stuff. Like, you know, you know who he is. It's not like it's a surprise. So, for people to come in and kind of like, oh, I want to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, well, you see the makeup of the team and the people that came back. So it's kind of baffling that people were like, oh, uh, I want to have this and that. And I'm like, well, you didn't have that there. And now all of a sudden you want this? I I don't understand that part. Like, you know, earn it first and then things can kind of change as the season kind of you know unfolds so that's my whole thing about how some players come in want to demand this and that i'm like what are you doing like you see the makeup of the team and i understand that you have you know confidence and belief in yourself you know more power to you but when you're trying to fit into another established culture and already program already and the team that's already established as well bringing back four of those five starters like you got to be kind of realistic too and kind of shout out to uh john you know um Coach John Shire, you know, he already said before he even took the job that his main concern was kind of like, you know, to build teams and make these older teams. And his first year, you know, coming back into the second year, he's brought back Flip, he's brought back, you know, Proctor, he's brought back Mitchell, he's brought back Roach, he's brought back, you know, Young for a graduate year, you know what I mean? He's brought these guys back, so he's already, you know, promising, and making uh, a – you know, his promises was build a a better – Older team, and he's done that in his first year already. So shout out to uh you know Coach John Shire doing that. You know, uh, but the fact that you know we didn't get a we didn't get a interior presence. You know, I do feel that we should at least got somebody. Um, but now the door has not even swung open. The door has got kicked open for a chance for you know Kristen Reeves. Like hey, mm-hmm. now this is your time. Like, you know, you have a lot more opportunity. Now there's nobody really in front of you outside of flip, you know, for starting five. I and mean, I'm sure if you progress, flip don't mind moving over <laughs> and playing that full position. So I mean, I'm sure that's happened, but it's great to hear that, you know, at the end of the year, you know, Christian Reed was 245 and now he's 261. Yeah. And you already said before we started, he came to Duke at 210. Yeah. And what really, what really got me kind of giddy, I guess, is after the Tennessee game and how they kind of kind of got manhandled mm-hmm. uh during that game, you have Flip, who ended the season at 230. Now he's 248. Yeah. You have he also healed back from you know double you know hip surgery as well. Uh Proctor, who went from 175 to 183, Mark Mitchell, who we missed during that Tennessee game, because that was crucial, because if he was playing i think it'd be a little bit of a different game yeah like he went from 220 to 232 so we are beefing up we have that in the back of my mind like oh we can't go out like we did last year you know the finesse play and things like that whatever it's all well and good but when a team is intentionally trying to punk us and trying mm-hmm. to manhandle us we're gonna be ready and i like that and that kind of got me kind of excited about the season because like hey we Coach Will got him in the weight
1: room, got him yeah. in the weight room. <laughs> Shout out to Coach Will Stevens. He's got him working. And, yeah, they they took it to heart, didn't they? They took right. – they knew what happened. They knew the pain they felt, you know, getting shoved around by Tennessee and and all that. And uh, uh, they're going to stand up next year. They're going to try to be stronger. And that's the only, like, only way you could respond, right? At that point, the game's over. Correct. Let's try to get better for next year. And that's what they did. And they've certainly put the work in. And, um, you know, it helped that uh, – uh, and I know Flip, you know, had, you mentioned the surgery, right? The the, mm-hmm. the hip surgery, and uh, from what I understand, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be fine coming back. I mean, they're getting into the summer workouts now, and they're holding some guys out just a little bit, just to be safe. But uh, uh, but you know, because Christian Reeves had a had an ankle surgery as well, um, but uh, Flip will be more flexible. My understanding was like, you know, he because of the hip issue, he kind of had a hard time kind of bending over and moving certain ways, and. And now that's been repaired. So, you know, we're going to see a more flexible, you know, uh, easier to move, you know, version of flip, uh, you know, which can only only make him a better player. So, yeah, he's going to be. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, Ryan Young's back in the middle, like you mentioned, for his grad year. I had a long conversation with him a couple couple of weeks ago that uh, will turn into a story here pretty soon in the News and Observer about his role his leadership. I mean, he really, um, you know, behind the scenes has played a big role in, in leadership, even though he's not a captain, you know, Jeremy Roach is the captain. Ryan could be voted a captain. you maybe he could be co-captains this year because of his, his leadership off the court. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing I, I have to mention about him is, um, he mentioned to me that when he came in and when he was talking to John Shire about coming to Duke, he wasn't sure he could compete at this level. Now he played at Northwestern. He said, you know, when the big 10, Playing great teams just like the ACC, but you know, uh, you know, Duke is a different animal than Northwestern, right? Right. Uh, you right. know, I'll do respect to Chris Collins right. and what he's doing there. We all know that's true. So uh, he kind of was uncertain if he would be able to to compete at this level. Really, he had to kind of convince himself, and they convinced him. And then he figured out last year he was able to do that in some ways. I mean, obviously, he's not a guy that's going to play thirty five minutes a game and, and and you know score twenty and and pull down ten every night, but but he can be a key factor on this team. And so um, he'll he'll play a role here too. And you mentioned Christian Reeves, you know, Ryan is mentoring Reeves and and Flip also uh, with his experience of, you know, being an older guy. So that can only help in what's going to be a very important part of this team, uh, you know, with, with Derek Lively being gone now that he was the, you know, the rim protector last year. So mm-hmm. they've got a lot of guys uh, uh, and they're working hard and, and working together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome to hear um i think uh the value of a a older you know established you know guy in a locker room i think that kind of gets underlooked a lot of times and i'm glad that we actually have that because we're in the age of basketball where there's not you know uh established veteran and if you do have established veteran it's not a guy that's played in real games you know when they come to, to be junior or senior so it's great to have a guy like you know uh Ron Young, who also played in the Big Ten as well as the ACC. So he brings a little bit different things than what a guy may, you know, may bring if they stayed at school for three, four years. But I'm, I'm yeah. happy to hear that we have him uh kind of mentoring our guys and our guys actually you know, listening to the guy too. Like, you know, some guys, like, hey, you know, I'm starting over you. Why would I listen to you? You know, that type of thing. You know? So it's great to see that, you know, there's no ego involved. Like, it, everything's being done and trying to help the team. So it's great to hear that part.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we can't get away from talking about the big man without talking about a change on the coaching staff with Emile Jefferson uh being hired uh to go work up for the Celtics because of the Celtics right. again. Right. He's gonna, they haven't announced that officially, but it's gonna happen here in any any moment, any, any day they're gonna make the official announcement there. Um great opportunity for Emile, no question about it, right? He's thirty years old. Mm-hmm. He's gonna coach in the NBA. Um uh but that that's a loss for Duke because he was kind of mentoring the big man and he's the guy that can still get out there on the court and play with them, right? (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, like you said, he was still young. I mean, he was out there. You know, he literally became uh, a coach, you know, straight from playing in the middle of his, you know, playing career. And he wound up, you know, giving that up kind of, you know, kind of early, but it was a great opportunity for him because, you know, you can't turn down Duke and Duke calls, you know, you know, that type of thing. So especially, you know, he had ties with, uh, you know, Coach John Shire. Now he has ties with, no JT, so he's kind of back playing with you know Tatum and you know in the different like you know aspect whatever. So it's kind of cool to kind of see that. Uh I didn't look, but they might have one of the youngest you know coaching staff you know with the you know in the NBA you know that type thing. So they might have a chance to you know you know you know play against the players, have some
1: runs against the players. Like yeah, that should be interesting. Line up with the other coaches and kill them, man. Because yeah, yeah, they got what Phil Presley, I think, is on that is on the staff now too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's
0: for sure. (laughs) And
1: Missoula is only like 34, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, he played against Josh Shire, you know. He played against Shire. So that was kind (laughs) of cool and everything. But uh, it's been interesting. Uh, I know um, we had talked about it before, but, you know, they kind of changed the rules where now they allow two additional coaches now. Right, yep. uh, With that being said. So it would be kind of cool to kind of see how um, that affects some of the college programs and how that kind of comes in with that. Uh, but it, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I'm not sure if, if you know Coach John Shire is gonna go into you know actual established big man for the big man coach, whatever type thing, whatever, or kind of go you know best available uh, that whole thing. But you know, I, I, I am a big man. I did play at Duke. You know, <laughs> my, my phone is on. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. But that's no, right. but, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he has some uh, some people that are uh, he has uh, you know lined <laughs> up and you are know, ready for the job. And uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, now we have. Like two additional coaches, like, hey, we're gonna have just many coaches that we are on players that it's gonna be on the uh, on, a, on a, uh, the on yeah. the the during games and everything. So it's gonna be a little bit different to see.
1: It is, Uh yeah, because now they can have, you know, instead of three assistants, it's gonna be five, and the two new ones. Uh, the only difference is they can't recruit on the road. They can do everything else. Coaches can do. They can work with the guys on the court, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas kind of before, like, like Mike Shroggy, right? He's still on staff, right? And mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. he's not gonna be in one of those those five jobs, he's going to stay in the job he's in, which is kind of a step below a little bit, but that's what he wanted to do for. It. He, he likes the lifestyle that he doesn't have to go on the road recruiting. He can still, you know, coach guys off the court, watch film, help Shire, you know, organize practice, that kind of thing. Um, but these two new guys that are coming in are kind of a step in between Shroggy and, and Carwell and, and Jay Lucas, right. Or, mm-hmm. and, and whoever else will come in, which I think um, any day uh, it's looked like it's going to be Will Avery. Okay, He's going to okay. be uh, coming in. They're going to announce that any time. But he finished his degree, you know, in yeah, in May. Yeah,
0: I did see that. I did see that. So yeah. good
1: for Will, right? Good work right. on that.
0: Yeah. Um. That and makes him you,
1: eligible to be a coach now. You think coach it right. at college?
0: And then uh, Jay got promoted uh, to assistant uh, associate head coach as, as well as uh along with uh, Carwell, correct? Yes,
1: that's going to be yeah. yes. Um. That's that's happening too. That's right. So uh, good for Jay. He he proved. Uh, his value big time, and he earned yeah. that promotion. I know John's really excited about that. And what he brought in is, for, you know, he's kind of the defensive guy, um, uh, uh called the defensive coordinator. We talked about it during the last season. They were a heck of a defensive team. So, um, he did work there for sure. So there are some changes coming. So, still two more if, if you add Will Avery. So, there's still two more guys to come in. I know, you know, John said he's looking within the brotherhood without, with outside the brotherhood. So, uh, uh, yours, uh, you're in the Brotherhood, right? So ready to go, whatever, <laughs> whatever you call, whenever yeah, the call it, is made. <laughs> just make the call,
0: you know. You can't turn down, dude. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, um,
1: I, I would think, you know, July 1st is when those changes can become official. Um, and he did say he was going to take his time, so you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes with that. But uh, um, yeah, anyway, they they have started their off season work uh, uh, in in the in the K Center. All the guys are on campus. Uh, I, I did it's see rare. That. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's it's rare that uh, you know there's so many guys coming back after last year. There's only two guys coming back, you know, that played right. And this yeah. year, uh, 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 last year it was Blake's and Roach, and this year there's only four new guys. It's completely yeah. flipped around.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the picture. I'm like, I know they listed differently: as six five and six three. But then the picture I saw on Instagram that uh. That Duke had put out. It looked like uh, Caleb um, and um, McCain were like, you know, the same size. I know they said it's supposed to be two different uh, sizes, six yeah, five 2 three, inches. But, yeah. yeah, but I saw a picture. I'm like, oh, and it was, it was John Shire's right there too, because I think John is like, you know, six five. I'm yeah, like, they all kind of looked the, they around the same
1: height. So okay. I was like, I don't know if Mike Grew or, or what. <laughs> They're trying to fool people. Trying right, to fool right, people. right. Uh, McCain's not that tall. No, you can put a smaller guy on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we may see, speaking of McCain, that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, we talked much about the front court. We, and we got a few minutes left on this episode. Um, you know, the back court's going to be, uh, you know, Proctor and Roach and then McCain and Foster are going to get some playing time there too. And, there could be a tie. It could be. We see three guards, you know, start and then Mitchell and flip down low. Um, and, and again, play five out offense, right? Uh, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. spread it out that way. So it could be a different look. And I know defensively that could mean, uh, more, um, pressure in the ball, going for steals, trying to create live ball turnovers, generating offense off of defense, as opposed to last year when defense was rock solid in the half court. They kind of work, made people work, use a lot of the shot clock and, and, take a bad shot and then Duke got the rebound. Right. So right. that could be something with these, with these two, we'll call them both six, five freshmen. Let's just face it. That's what we saw. <laughs> it. Our eyes didn't lie to this. Right.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not totally mad about that. If it, if it did became like a golden state situation where you know, they have three guards out there um, and then have flip, um, uh, you know, playing at the five. But the only thing I don't like about it is if you're going to put a lot of pressure, you have to have somebody that's rim protector too. So, it kind of like, you know, you give up one if you want to do this right here. So it's kind of like, you know, that, that's when, you know, having lively right there in the back right there. Like, you know, we got to remember, Tech, We can go ahead and pressure all we want. And that's why we were so solid, especially in the middle of the year, throughout the rest of the year where we were so solid, where we can, you know, take chances because we had two seven-footers, you know, right behind us, you know, that type thing. So it's it's a little bit different this year. I know um, every year you got to kind of involved with the team and how, you know, you, you want to, you know, pursue – your your um, core values as well as, you know, what the team provides as well. But it's going to be interesting to see how, um, you know, I guess the running gun type, you know, guys that we have, and then uh, hopefully with the whole Chris, uh, Christian Reeves, you know, uh, making a huge step, not a big step, but a huge step, you know, uh, proving itself, you know, another seven-footer that we have. So hopefully he can be that guy where, you know, you know what, we can put this man in and slide, uh, you know, flip over to the four and uh, mark over to the three and then kind of in-chain. We, we got enough point guards right now. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got enough point guards right now. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, how that's going to work. So, but I mean, I'm i excited, you No, know, I know we haven't had a, a chance to really talk about a lot of stuff that happened to do, uh over the offseason, but I'm really excited about how, you know, this team is being uh, kind of like, you know, uh, built, you know, especially during the, from the time that the season stopped, you know, people adding muscle and bulking up and not letting that Tennessee game slip their mind and keeping that in that you know, that mind frame and, and you know, having all these guys come back. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that happens. And then all of a sudden, uh, right before we got on here, I was reading on about the NCAA, you know, NCAA, uh, they over here allowing the numbers now from six to nine.
1: Yes, like the NBA. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah so, so and I was like, Six to nine, like, that's, it's really different. I mean, I don't think none of our guys uh, had, uh, you know, taking a chance to, to do that, or whatever. Because I mean, it was a big deal to get um, zero and one because Coach K for a long time would not let anybody do that. Yeah. You know, zero and one, and now we had guys doing that. And um, post I saw it was like when I was in school and Blue All Dang had two. You know, yeah. like you know, you didn't see new guys having you know, that lower <laughs> numbers. You know, and now you're getting ready to a chance to have a you know six to nine, and then uh, you know, I'm sure yeah ninety
1: nine. To- Seventy seven, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm sure it's gonna be somebody trying to be funny and try to get like sixty nine or yeah, something like that. exactly. So, nice, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> exactly right, yeah. Right. So this year, no, no, you guys took advantage of all that stuff. They stuck with the traditionals, but uh yeah, and, I, and of course, I went through there, there. Nobody, nobody reached out to you to ask to wear twenty three, right? Dark no. Mitchell still wearing twenty five, but. Twenty three still in the rafters. It's yeah, not going to yeah. be worn this year. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: now you got new numbers, so you don't have to worry about uh, recycling the old numbers. So exactly,
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly. We ought to be able to maintain the integrity of uh of the numbers up in the rafters, right? Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, Correct. that'll be good. So that won't be a problem anymore. Um, one thing we'll talk we'll touch on real quick before we wrap this up is uh, you know some of the schedule stuff has come out. Right, we're not we don't have the full ACC schedule yet. We Know the non conference games, uh, pretty much everyone is locked in now. Uh, they're going to open on November 7th with Dartmouth. Um, then they're going to play Arizona at home. Um, uh, this week the uh SEC ACC, ACC challenge was announced. The first one of those, now that the Big Ten one is dead because of TV contracts, Duke's going to go to Arkansas. Pretty cool, right? I think that's a neat game.
0: Um Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is the first time Duke has gone to Fayetteville, correct? Yes, and, in and history. I think yeah, they've the played time, four right?
1: games. They've all been neutral site games, and three of them have been in the NCAA tournament, right? So,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's pretty cool to um, to have this uh, opportunity. You know, have the first time, in, you know, the Duke history that these two teams going to be able to uh, play at Fayetteville. You know, Um, me being from Oklahoma, uh, we used to kind of see some of those games because it wasn't that far but a drive for us and everything. But my mom was like, I don't care where you go, but if you did this right here, I cannot chant that. Ooh, we pig suey chant. Like that, that wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so it's interesting to be interesting to see uh, uh, how that, uh, that environment, you know, kind of does that, uh, that game. Cause I mean, uh, Arkansas is, 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 better now. Um, they, they were a little bit down, you know, in the past, but they, they back, uh, I think uh, Eric uh, Messerman, uh, the coach, yeah. right? Yeah. He yeah. got that program back, uh, yep. you know, back alive again. So it's going to be interesting to see how that game going to go. And I'm looking forward to that game. I mean, it's, it's a little bit different because, you know, I'm used to the big 10 uh, ACC challenge and now it's going to be, you know, SEC, ACC or ACC ACC. I'm not sure how they uh, have it, have it, have it and everything, but it's going to be interesting to see.
1: On this pod, it's ACC, SEC. We're oh, gonna, there you go. There we're going to give ACC top billing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. We're not going to worry about like, you know, uh, TV rights revenues and football championships. This is the Believe in Duke podcast. We're going to talk right, about this.
0: Season. Right, right, right.
1: So, <laughs> that's what that's about. But yeah, going to Bud Walton is going to be a great challenge. Bud Walton Arena is a great, a great atmosphere. Um, I haven't been there in it, about twenty years. I, I went All there right. when I covered South Carolina a few times, and uh, that's when Nolan Richardson. When I first went there, he was still the coach. That's how long ago that's been. Um, but they were coming off, you know, that run in the nineties when they were one of the elite programs in the country and. Um, I'm I think it's gonna be great, yeah. 40 minutes of hell, baby. That's yeah, right, yeah. And uh, it was good stuff. And of course, 1994, that's one of the times Duke and Arkansas played right in the mm-hmm. national championship game, yeah. yeah uh, yeah. when Arkansas won down in Charlotte, so uh, it's a, it's a cool atmosphere and a cool rivalry. And they just played you know a couple of years ago in the in the elite eight uh, in San Francisco when uh, when Duke won to go to the final four in K's last year. So, mm-hmm. um, I know there was a lot of discussion about Duke and Kentucky. Duke and Kentucky, we got to have. Duke go to Kentucky. And, um, of course, that was talked about by ESPN. Um, you know, Duke and Kentucky play in the Champions Classic every couple of years, right? So, yeah. it wouldn't have been as odd as, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's different when you play home and home. You know, like, oh, yeah. neutral site is a little bit different than home and home. I mean, I'm not mad at the game because uh, they got Miami. I believe they have Miami, yes, right? So, I'm not Miami. mad at that, that game, you know. But the fact that you know if it was not going to be uh, Kentucky, I really wanted Tennessee. I yeah. wanted that rematch. You know, I really wanted that. So if it wasn't going to be Kentucky, I wanted Tennessee. You know, <laughs> that, 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 that just me. That just me. No, I got <laughs> you.
1: Now the thing is, I mean, Duke knew they were going to be. It was going to be a road game, so I think it would have been better trying to get Tennessee to come to Cameron. Maybe that would have been yeah, the, yeah, a little, yeah, little yeah. better. But. Yeah. Uh, you know, ESPN sent him to Arkansas, which is fine. Again, so we'll get back to the schedule. Duke's playing the Let's League non conference here. Arizona mm-hmm. uh, at home. Michigan State in the Champions Classic, which will be a top 10 team. Uh trip to Arkansas. They're going to be a, a ranked team for sure. I think you know, they've been under Musselman lately. And then they're going to play uh Duke's going to play Baylor uh in the garden around Christmas time, I think December the 20th. So okay. that's the four big you know uh non conference games and uh, as we've seen the last two years with the um, uh, the old RPI, now it's called the net. But, you know, the ACC hasn't been as highly rated the conference, right? They've only gotten five teams in the tournaments the last two years. And so, you know, John kind of realizes that uh, John Jackson, who does the scheduling, right? Mm-hmm. And, and John Shire, that they have to go outside the conference now to get some bigger games to build the resume up when it comes to tournament time. Because last year, Duke was the five seed after winning the ACC tournament. And that usually would have been unheard of, but it's because there weren't as many quality games within the conference. Yeah. And so uh, I think that'll turn around. Obviously I think the ACC will get back to where it is, but in the meantime, you got to go to play these games, uh, play on the road next year. They'll be going to Arizona as part of that contract next season, not this coming season, but next season. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, that's just, that's what's going on in the game right now, man. That's what's going on with scheduling. You got to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah it's that it's that different when you were when you were there <laughs> yeah, yeah every yeah. game in the acc was ranked teams right every
0: game yeah it just seemed like you no know, it was no night off like even the the games that were supposed to be night off like they was it was hard games and that was just, that's just how it was but yeah i love the acc uh obviously but you know um hopefully um we have a chance to be like you know like the big 10 where we get a lot of teams like that and you know still Get past the first round, like a lot of those teams will get in, and then they don't get past the first round. Like they got freaking nine teams, and yeah, six of them uh, lost the first day. like, come exactly. on, man! Like <laughs>
1: exactly. So you know, and again, Miami went to the Final Four last year. We talked about yeah, they're going to yeah. play Kentucky. They earned that right to go play Kentucky. They made yeah. the Final Four last year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, looking ahead to this next year, I mean, I think uh, you know Miami should be a tournament team. Duke, Carolina, uh, Virginia, again. Um, you know, those are, those are the four stalwarts right there. We'll see if, uh, if Louisville can turn things around They they were left out of the ACC SEC because they finished last place last year. And I know, uh, some of the Louisville people on, on social media were all up in arms about it. And we're like, well, there's consequences for finishing last, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we'll see if they can get going. If Louisville comes Louisville again, under Kenny Payne with Nolan Smith there then that's that would be good for the conference i think they you know we can't have them going four and 23 or whatever the hell they were right 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 right
0: yeah you're absolutely right hopefully they can turn that thing around uh but you know even you know louisville like you know a few years ago when they had uh uh donovan mitchell and those guys you know you know they were you know still relevant you know but it just you know everybody that has a way where they kind of you know go up and down like you know like that so hopefully uh you know, you have more up years than down years, but I'm I'm not sure they're going to bounce back. they got a good coaching staff.
1: Yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, like, NC State made the tournament last year. They look like they've built another team. Uh, they've rebuilt through the transfer portal again, which is the way the game's played now. Mm-hmm. Kevin yeah. Keats has done that. Um, uh, over at Wake, uh, you know, uh, Steve Forbes has done a good job building his team back over there. Um, Mike, Mike Young's, you know, Virginia Tech, I think they'll be back looking at, uh, to make the tournament again. Uh, another – uh, change Syracuse, right? Yeah. No more Jim Beheim. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <That's> weird, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's weird.
1: Yeah. C- Capel got pit back in the tournament last year, right? So yeah, yeah. Um that yeah. was a, that was a good for the for the league. So we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, um so uh, yeah that's uh glad we had this summer check in here trying to kind of see how things are going and um there's gonna be some more changes to the coaching staff here probably in the next couple of weeks uh as we get into into July Uh, Sheldon and I will have another episode here throughout in the summer. Um, not, we're not doing it weekly. Like we normally do during the season. It's not as much going on, but we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll jump back in. Maybe when the schedule gets done, uh, and we know where they're going to go in the ACC and when the, when the coaching staff gets wrapped up, um, uh, you know, they do have one scholarship still available for next year's team this coming year's team. And, um, I don't think that they're going to use it. Uh, but I guess there's always a chance with a grad transfer, we just saw what happened with West Virginia, right? When Bob Huggins got fired, um, that opened up everybody to being available in the portal that they yeah. weren't going to be. Right, either. right. So if something like that happens again, you keep a you know keep one scholarship available, maybe you know. Who right, knows. right. Yeah.
0: So Different we should world. see. We should Different see. World. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's this edition of the Believe in Duke podcast, sponsored by Bet Online. We appreciate their support, Sheldon. Continue to have a great summer, my friend. Um, You too. Happy Fourth of July coming up here. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your holiday weekend.
1: Very good. (laughs) All right, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early,